It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I'm here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we are joined right now by Sarah Klein. She's a former gymnast, the first known victim of Larry Nasser turned preeminent sexual abuse attorney. And now she's adding another title. She's going to be the host of the podcast, Bar Fights, Taking on Issues That Matter. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning. No, we were thrilled to talk to you about um, about your new podcast about about what about whatever you want to talk about. Frankly, <laughs> like, like, I love that. <laughs> but but let's but let's start there. T- tell us what about your lived experience made you decide that this was the thing that you wanted to do next, and what kind of stories do you hope to tell? Yeah, thanks for asking. So my first forty-two years of my life have been very colorful from. <laughs> you know, small town Lansing, Michigan, abused by Larry Nassar for 17 years, which um, is is still hard for me to even sort of swallow. Um, And once I went through the legal process, not that many years ago, I switched my own legal practice to representing survivors of sexual abuse in civil cases and lawyering with love. You know, when I went through the process, we had amazing lawyers, um, but they were all middle-aged males. Yeah. Trying to talk to a bunch of little girls <laughs> and explain the legal process. And these, you know, these these survivors were, were so traumatized to begin with and facing Larry in court and, and then, you know, to navigate the, the very technical, arduous legal process was something that needed to be done with care and with love. And our lawyers were fabulous, but I definitely saw myself sometimes, you know, in that, in that role, um, sort of the go-between and, and making things digestible for them and being as empathetic and, and understanding as possible, given that I was was one of them. Um, and so my legal practice has been has been extremely healing for me. It's given me sort of a, a way to put some meaning to what happened to me. And the stories that I hear day in and day out as, as a lawyer representing survivors, I wanted to amplify. And I wanted to be having the bigger conversation of, yes, we have stories of survivors and we've heard a lot of stories of hard knocks, but then what happens, right? Mm-hmm. And, and how do we go about life and make the very, very best of our lives that we can um, in spite of what happened to us? So it's sort of that that transition from victim to to survivor to empowered thriver. Um, and, And so that's what the podcast is about. And we don't just tackle sexual abuse. We take on 
all issues that matter. So we're talking about, you know, health and wellness stuff in terms of the healing process. We're talking about, I had Catherine Schwarzenegger Pratt on my show and she talked about forgiveness. It just in general, not just for survivors of abuse, but in general, we all have ways in our lives that we can, we can, you know, forgive and, and sort of walk that forgiveness journey. So so we're taking on all sorts of issues and having conversations that I think historically have been living in, in dark, dusty corners. Um, this is a show about leaving shame and guilt and all of those yucky things at the door and talking about the things that need to be talked about so that other people feel less alone and other people feel more empowered and more comfortable to to tell their stories. I love this because I think that there's maybe a media narrative, maybe this is like a pop culture narrative, but also um, something that we say, but we don't realize what we what it really what we're saying when we when we say things like this. But Often you'll hear, um, you know, in, in narratives or like in an episode of SVU, you know, oh, her life is ruined, right? And everybody's like, yep, yep, her life is ruined. And then everybody like moves on. You're like, oh, poor, poor person who um, was a survivor of a sexual assault. And now their life is ruined. End of episode. Credits. Roll credits. Dick Wolf's name's on the screen. Um, <laughs> and for me, I've always... One, I reject, I always push back when people say things like this. Oh, you know, if, if there's a, a victim of child sex abuse, oh, their life is, their life is ruined forever. They'll never be okay. Um, and I push back against that. Number one, because I think it, it, there are so many things like my path to get to where I am now. I don't even talk about half of it ever because <laughs> um, cool. it was so bad and like and traumatizing and ugly and um scary but i'm here now and like everybody needs to know that like it wasn't rainbows and flowers for me and it wasn't for all of these other people and we're not that that's not the episode of law and order the credits are rolling but the person is still you know going through the process of um forgiving themselves as you said overcoming the shame you know trying to push off all of the victim blaming and the judgment and all of those things that, you know, people do, but without even realizing they're doing it mm -hmm. half the time. Um, and, and sort of trying to create a, a life where they do feel healthy, where they do feel like a human being again, because for me, part of, part of it for me was like physical fitness and like moving my body and like realizing that my body was mine and it was powerful. And I, you know, I'm not, necessarily able to protect it at all times from every single threat possible i think covid taught us all that right really really um it's a strong message in the pandemic but also that i i am strong i can be strong um and it was it was empowering in that way can you talk about um the narrative that sometimes can be set up in our media in our popular culture maybe even in our families where you know there may be that one cousin or somebody who they don't talk a lot at the family event and everybody sort of knows it's because something abuse happened to them and and they were sort of quote unquote never the same um and i i just don't like the their life is ruined narrative because there are so many people out here who are never going to get an you know a narrative like we see on law and order where there's a trial and 
punishment. That's not happening, but people still have to survive. I mean, yes. And one thing I always note about our case is that we, we in a sense, were given the red carpet treatment, right? I, I think I think about that all the time. Why was the nation and the world so captivated? And I think one part of it was that there were so many of us. But I think mm-hmm. the other part is it was a bunch of little white girls in leotards, right? And and why is gymnastics, you know, it, the the sport that makes the most money in the Olympics, right? Like what it what was what was that draw that we were given this platform and this treatment, and we got you know to have the closure and put them away for life, and you know that kind of thing. And I recognize that. of survivors are never going to get that. And, you know, something like 98% of cases that arrive at the prosecutor's office are never prosecuted. Um, And so you're absolutely right. And, And a word came to mind when you were speaking, which was damaged. Right. The narrative that this happens to you and then you're damaged the rest Mm -hmm. of your life and something's wrong with you and you're broken and you're never going to be able to live a full life or have a, you know, intimate relationship or, you know, those kinds of things, um, which double down and makes it harder, even harder for survivors to overcome when that's when that's sort of sort of the narrative, like you said, Um, Healing is a, is a interesting process. It's, (laughs) it is a zig and a zag and an up and a down. Um, But I want to normalize, you know, in a sense, the healing process that we all face crap. We all face fucked up adversity at some point in our lives. Um, and just because this is, you know, what, what I went through doesn't mean that I can't walk that ziggy zaggy healing journey and and maybe never get to the other side because that might be unrealistic, but live in spite of it. Yes. This is something that happened to me. It's a scar that that I bear. Um, but guess what? I'm going to take that and I'm going to do something with it. And I'm going to surround myself with other people who know exactly what it feels like to walk in these shoes. Um, and, and I'm going to normalize it. I, I, I no longer feel damaged or broken. I feel like this was just what I got, um, in life and I'm going to take it and do something with it. Um, and the more people like me that use our voices, the, the person sitting in their car right now, driving to work, listening to this, um, might say, hey, you know, there's something I relate to about what she's saying, and we're all the same. Um, so that that's, I, I, I totally agree with you about painting the, the, the identity of damaged person, um, but there's nothing any more damaged about about us and there is about somebody who got, you know, in a car accident when they were 16 or, you know, adversity is adversity. Pain is pain is pain. Um, and, and healing is healing. And healing, is healing. I think we talk so much about why victims of assault don't come forward and how re-traumatizing and degrading and dehumanizing the legal process could be if they did. But you you actually have the sense that filing a civil lawsuit can be part of the healing journey. Like, can, can you talk a little bit about the reframing of the legal process as something that can be 
in fact beneficial for the survivor as opposed to an, an additional you know piece of adversity that they have to go through absolutely so so the criminal process like i said you know a lot of cases just never see the light of day for a variety of reasons and in the criminal process the case is brought by the state or the united states if it's a federal you know child porn case or something like that um and it's it's the state or or the united states versus the perp and and the, the standard there is guilty or innocent the end right mm-hmm. civil cases are about who knew what when how the heck did this happen it's brought by the survivor themselves which gives the survivor that voice you know that empowerment of i'm the plaintiff now you're the defendant and we're going to figure out what happened here so for example in nasser you know he pled guilty goes to jail the rest of his life but we didn't know that the fbi covered it up we didn't know that usa gymnastics right. covered it up right that was only brought to light because there was the civil process and the civil process puts the survivor in the driver's seat maybe for the first time in their whole lives um and and so i have seen clients come to me having tried to disclose years upon years and nobody listens and and they're and they're suffering in their lives and we can file a civil lawsuit and all of a sudden that person that harmed them is the defendant and has to defend themselves and the truth can come to light and the facts of what happened can come to light and we can go through the discovery process and figure out you know what went wrong and and that can be extremely empowering and, and as i said i lawyer with love i am a survivor representing survivors so sometimes somebody just needs another person to listen and to believe them. I mean, it sounds really simple, but when I tell my clients, you know, thank you for trusting me with that story. I believe you. And, and it was not your fault. It's oftentimes the first time they've ever heard that. Yeah. And, and even just that can be extremely healing. Um, and, and so that's, that's what I'm doing now. And, and that's why I view the legal process as yes, maybe arduous, but if, if you have the right people in your corner, it can be done in a way that leaves you better off than how we found you. Anything that is cathartic can be arduous to go, a therapy can be arduous to go through, but, but catharsis is, is sort of the goal there. And, and it's, it's interesting to look at this from that perspective. I'm, I'm glad that you do. I'm sure that your clients do also. Yeah. And and they're just amazing, wonderful people. And to see day in, day out, the change that happens from when they first picked up the phone to call me and, and when, you know, the case is over, it's, it's night and day in a sense, they're, they're given their, their life back. Um, They're able to walk forward living without this 10,000 pound burden on their shoulders. And, and that's a beautiful thing. And that has played in enormously to my own healing process and my own ability to digest that what happened to me was not in vain. I've been obsessed with this idea of suing civilly since my own assault because of um, the real financial burden associated with surviving an assault. Um, and I, I've always felt very frustrated by the idea that if a survivor is suing civilly, even if there is a criminal proceeding simultaneously, you know, 
immediately before um, or even not at all, um, that somehow that person is only coming forward with, with the allegation to get money out of the per- the person they're accusing. Um, can you talk about the ways in which going into a civil process and, and, and becoming the plaintiff and saying a harm was committed against me um, and I should be financially compensated for it. Like what, what is that money for? Yeah. Um, you know, I know in my own instance, in my own life, um, what it was for, but can you just lay out for folks who don't really understand the financial it's most people think about the emotional and toll and the trauma. They don't necessarily think about the money that you lose the days off of work. Um, you know, the therapy that you have to sign up for those kinds of things that are associated with, um, you know, surviving this kind of trauma because I, 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 I should get money back. <laughs> there are so many people that need, should get money <laughs> for what they yeah. had had to endure um, because of somebody else's choice. Yeah, totally. I mean, I laugh when, when, you know, the civil process is called a money grab and it's always called a money grab, but the reason it's called a money grab is because this is not about guilty or innocent. It's about liability or no liability. And so civil cases cannot put people in prison. That's the criminal process. And you can't put, you know, let's say USA Gymnastics in prison, right? So mm-hmm. so how can you be compensated for harm done if prison or you know that kind of punishment is not on the table because we're talking again about liability not innocence or guilt um and so the way you can you can you know get be you know made whole so to speak by you know entities or enablers is financially And the amount of money that it takes to go through that ziggy zaggy healing process is unbelievable. And as you said, days, days, days off of work, but also I know, uh, you know, Olympians from the Nasser case who don't work, they can't work, they can't get back up and go back out into the world. So it's lost wages, it's future earnings, it's, you know, the inability to reach any kind of potential. So your earning potential is compromised. Um, Medical bills, the physical Mm -hmm. manifestations, Briefly, you know, I had stage four endometriosis Mm. due to 17 years of sexual abuse, two huge pelvic surgeries, you know, 10% of one ovary, seven IVFs because, you know, I was penetrated for 17 years and lost my ovaries because my body, you know, reacted physically, um, autoimmune diseases, chronic migraines, the physical manifestations are there, not to mention addictions um, are very common, you know, thing born out of child trauma or, or any kind of trauma, um, you know, eating disorders, et cetera. And so those things add up and the burden should not be on the person harmed to have to pay for that. And oftentimes survivors can't pay for it. And so they don't get the help that they need. Um, And so civil cases are about so much more than money. Um, They are about um, accountability they are about transparency in figuring out what the hell happened. Um, and they're about making the survivor as whole as humanly possible, recognizing that, you know, we can't take back what happened. 
So if folks are interested in continuing this conversation, I'm assuming that your podcast is a decent place to go. So do you want to tell people where they can find Bar Fights and, and, and who, you, who you hope listen to it? Yeah, totally. Bar Fights is on Apple Podcasts. It's on all the all the major outlets you go to uh, to listen to podcasts. And I'm very active on on social media. Um, you know, Sarah G. Klein on Instagram. Um, and my law firm is called Manly Stewart. And you can find me there and contact me through the law firm. And I always respond um, because I care deeply that if a person is ready to to share something that somebody else is there to listen, um, whether or not I can, I can be of service. And I hope people listen who, you know, want to do better in society. You know, you don't have to be a survivor. Obviously survivors are, it's going to resonate with them or people who know or love a survivor. Statistically, we all know or love Mm -hmm. a survivor of, of sexual abuse or, or any kind of abuse. Um, people that want to do better, that want to understand how to show up in the world in a way that is more, uh, you know, knowledgeable, compassionate, a- empathetic, who want to raise kids better, who want to understand warning signs and things to look for, um, and who who believe that, you know, that we can go through hell and come out the other side. And again, I don't care what your hell is. There is something that connects us all. And so bar fights, we, we are there. We talk about stuff like that too. Um, and it's, we do have some fun too. Oh yeah. You you know, you, you have to find a way to have some fun while talking about this. That is also part of the healing process and something that we go through every day on this show. Sarah Klein, thank you so much for sharing your story and your advice. And the podcast is bar fights taking on the issues that matter. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Oh my gosh. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. You guys are the best. Anytime. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.